Welcome to the first ever Christmas special on the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. Tonight's a little different. Across the table, we got Corey with K on the ones and twos. To my right, Troy Pierce is back. And across the table, Uncle Buck is in studio beside me tonight. My main man, DG. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening, Rolski. It's the Christmas season. It is the Christmas season. We're recording on December 18th. Christmas Day is exactly one week from right now. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. To be honest, it's one week from today. It is one week from today. So to me, tonight is special. You know, every week we record, we come down here and... I'm excited about it, but tonight I'm just I'm just a little bit more excited than normal because we got some of my favorite dudes on planet Earth sitting around this table here tonight. The Christmas the Christmas season is upon us. The spirit is in the air. You can feel it. At least I can. You know, I've been making a conscious effort. I've been listening to more Christmas music the past week. I've been decorating the house. I've been doing some reflecting. What is Christmas all about? You know? And I'm there. Like, my mindset is there. I'm in Christmas mode. So this episode is, for me personally, it's coming at the exact right time it needs to get here. I mean, how about you? Are you, are you do you feel like you're in the Christmas spirit? I've been in the spirit ever since I hung them lights up, like, the three days before Thanksgiving, DG. Before as, Thanksgiving. As soon as, as soon as those lights go up and my tree comes on, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. I'm in it. I've been in it. I, like I said, I've been in it for weeks now. Yeah. So... I'm, I'm right there with and you. I, and I want to bounce off what you said there. We got some cool-ass dudes in the studio with us tonight. The OG roundtable group. The OGs. The OGs in, in the, the Sip and Serve podcast are in studio. Troy, Uncle Buck, how we feeling tonight? Pretty good. Pretty uh, good? So we're like fan favorites then? I mean, you you guys are the OGs. I would say, I'd say, yeah, you guys are fan favorites. You're OGs. Like when we first had our roundtable, I mean, Uncle Buck and Troy, that's who they heard first, right? So, yeah, I'd we're, we're kind of like a, a core unit. Yeah. Yeah. If you, we're like a Gus Macker team. Yeah. That have been, that's, that's just been stacking trophies all uh, throughout the years. We just basically travel state to state playing Mackers and just dominate. Yeah. We're just, just a unit, just a straight unit. Buck, how you feeling? Uh, tis the season, fellas. I just got a question for Troy. Are you wishing for a white Christmas? Uh, I always want a white Christmas. Who doesn't? Snow on the ground. Yeah, come over here and jingle these balls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> DG, finish what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, just this, I don't need that kind of white Christmas. It's the Christmas season, man. I'm just and I'm excited about it. You know, we um we did a little a gift exchanging down here a little bit earlier, and uh, there's a lot of Christmas uh, Christmas gifts here out on the table. A lot of uh, brown liquid in glass bottles. Yeah, what we got out here on the table tonight, Troy? Uh, Jim Beam White Label, uh, Glendronic 12-year, Scottish Whiskey, Wild Turkey 101 Bourbon, and Johnny Walker Black Label, Blended Scottish Whiskey. Got a little bit of everything. And, of course, we got some Bush Light, and I see a little bit of uh, Mick Ultra out as well. So... Got a little bit of everything, DG. Yeah, so so today at work, I got just a quick story to kind of kick us off here. Um, I had a coworker of mine, and this is kind of after everybody started cutting out for the day. And, um, you know, we're on Christmas 
we're all we're off from now until early January. So I mean, you know, everybody left a little bit early today. I was kind of hanging around getting some work done. Um, you know, looking at some emails and I get a call on my office phone from a coworker of mine. He said, "Hey, come down. I got to I got to show you something." So I walked down the hall into his office and he says, "Check this out. He's got a he's got a, a flat screen monitor mounted to his wall of his office." And he's and he's bought one of these Super Nintendos with the preloaded games on them. You seen these things? Yeah. That, didn't I talk about that on an earlier pod about the Family Dollar that had the Sega that done the same thing? Yeah. But this is Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Okay. All right. All right. So it's got all the original Super Nintendo games already preloaded onto yep. it. So it's got Street Fighter Two. It's got Super Mario Brothers. It's got um, the original Mario Kart, like not the N sixty four version, but like the original. It's got a whole bunch of these like um Contra. Contra's on there. Oh, that's the greatest. It's game got of like time, it's got man. like 20. 20 of like the all time. I know exactly what you're talking original about. Original Nintendo yep. games, right? So and, and he, uh, it's one player. So he's playing and I'm sitting there watching him and another one of our coworkers is in there too. And he's playing he's playing some kind of sh- like where you're flying a jet and it's like a shooter game. And they're like going back and forth, and he's like, "Shoot, shoot the spaceship! Shoot this! Shoot the bottom door on the spaceship! Get it! Get it before the guy comes out!" And like, it, we just sounded like a bunch of seven-year-olds, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just it made me it made me kind of think back, you know, like those were the those were the days, man. That that just that nostalgic feeling, like those were the golden days when we were growing up and we were playing those video games and having those video game systems and. So from there, like I never had a, a Super Nintendo and I never had a Sega. I know Troy had a Sega. I had a Sega. Yeah. I was jealous as hell of you for having a Sega. Is, by the way, is it a Sega Genesis? Sega is Genesis is the black. It was the black, and it, the games went in the top. Yep, I had one too. My first major video game system was a Nintendo sixty four, and that is one of the all time greatest Christmas presents I've ever gotten. Really. I also I also received an N sixty four for Christmas and it is one of the all time Christmas presents of my life as well. I mean, I've had it. I've had it. I've I've gotten a couple different kinds of, kinds of Game Boys. I've gotten a Nintendo sixty four. I've gotten a PlayStation two, and that's pretty much it for the gaming systems for me personally. Didn't you have a PS four? No, I did not. Really? A PS2 is the the most recent okay. video right. game system I've ever had. Not four, I meant three, but never mind, sorry. If but it's- the N64 to this day remains the greatest Christmas present I've ever I've ever received. You know, I was going to I was going to I was going to say like I said the N64 is one of mine as well, but I was pretty pumped up about the Sega. The Sega Genesis, I think I received it before the N64, but it was it was really <clears throat> it was one of my first ones. I think my brother had a, uh, what was the first Super Nintendo? The Super Nintendo, the gray one with the, uh, the purple, purple, the purple letters. Yeah, the purple push-up. Was that like the reset and power button they had to push up on the front of it? Yeah, we had one of those too, but I think I got this, the Sega myself, and he, he got the Nintendo there, Super Nintendo, but as soon as the N64 came out, it was like a huge upgrade from those two. From the Sega and the Super Nintendo, the N64 was just a badass Christmas present all around. Buck, you had one too, didn't you? Yeah, I had the uh, anything that came out, I pretty much got it. I think my sister, like your brother, had the Sega. And that was a big deal, but hell, that was like the early, yeah. what, 90s? The early 90s. 
So gaming was just turning around. So it was Sega, 64, and then Xbox, probably. Dreamcast was I had a Dreamcast, too. Dreamcast wasn't really... No, it wasn't... It didn't get real popular. It fell off really quick. So Sega just went... I think the disc scared, because Dreamcast... That's when uh, Terrell Owens was was on the front of 2K. I think it was like, what was that? 2K1, probably. I don't know what it was. It was a football game, and Terrell Owens was playing for the Eagles, and he was on the front of that, and I played the shit out of that game on Sega Dreamcast. But they never, you could never find the games for it because it fell off so quick. Yeah. Went out of stock. Troy, you have any experience in the gaming world as a kid? Um, like DG said, the Sega Genesis, I mean, we played that nonstop, and even when we got older, we would kind of go back to it when we would go to the... Um, uh, Ross County Fair, uh, my buddies around the lots that I camp near, they'd be like, hey, make sure you bring that the Sega it's just so we can play that, kind of like an old school. Oh, yeah. And then we uh, get, yeah. Buddy Buddy brought his... Uh, N64. Him yeah. and Roush had the N64. And let's go back to the N64. I know the Sega... Sega was really big for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I had that game. Yeah. And then N64 was really big for Mario. And uh, we were, what other game? 007. 007. 007. Mario Kart and 007 were probably the two greatest games ever made for N64. N64 is, I feel like today, we could be 60 years and And go play 64 and it's still going to be as fun, if not funner, than it was when we played it. Yeah, I mean, funner? Funner? Here's a little backstory, bouncing off the Christmas. (laughs) My buddy Bunny, he just got a new place here in town. And he's setting up his bar in his garage, putting up his, you know, his decorations and stuff. By God, he's got an old TV in there with the N64 hooked up with all the games. Why does Why does it not surprise me that he he's he's kept his N64 in mint working condition? He's got four controllers, and I tell you what, he pulled out a shoebox of games. There's like 15 games in it. And all the Blitz. Oh, the ones he pulled out and said, "I don't need the rest." It was Blitz, Mario Kart. Super, Double, Super Smash Brothers 007, Super Smash Brothers, and Mario Party. Mario Party was a great one, too. Man. Yeah. But, like, but, uh, you know, back to Christmas morning, like, I opened up that box. I ripped that paper off, and I saw that that thing was an N64, and I knew my life had changed. I knew my life was a, about to improve. You know what I'm saying? I knew there was hours and hours and hours of good times ahead of me. Like, I, that was that kind of life-changing present. Here's a story for you. Christmas, back when I was, I don't know, I think I was like in fourth, maybe fourth, third through seventh grade probably, my grandparents lived in Florida during the winter, so they would mail all their Christmas presents. So they had arrived like a week early, and they'd put them out underneath the tree and stuff, and mom and dad would be in the other room, and I'd sneak out there. I'd like crawl out there. And I'd I'd find I'd find like the PlayStation games because you knew they were a perfect square, and I would tear off. I'd find out which side, like the title of the game was, and I'd just put a little tear in it, just enough to where I could see one word. And I'd be like, "Yes, I got it. I got it." And I'd hide it so they couldn't see it. And then Christmas morning, I'd act like I was surprised. I mean, that's I did it all the time. Like, and you could tell like back when I was. I mean, that time period, DVD player was brand new. 
So we're like, oh, we want DVDs. We want DVDs and PlayStation games. So I'd go out there, I'd find the DVDs too. And I'd do the same thing, just put a little tear in it, find out the title. Oh, yes, we got it. We got it. I'm going to tell my brother. I said, hey, look, we got it. Throw it back under, hide it underneath a big present. Act surprised on Christmas morning. And does it ruin it? Yeah, but at least you know what you, I mean, you got what you wanted, right? Yeah, I honestly, when opening Christmas, I don't know if I already did know any of them. I would sneak back to mom and dad's room and pretty much know everything. Oh yeah, I mean, I think all of us probably did a little mischief in that in that sort, right? I I was kind of a good kid in that regard. I didn't. Of course, you were. (laughs) You never you never peeked at all. Not really. I mean, I might have shaken some or like felt them, but I never. You know, I said, you know, I must have told myself, no, I can't. Can't rip this. You until, thought Santa Claus until, was really bringing it. Until, didn't no, until I'm allowed <laughs> to open it. Now, I would usually get one early, but, you know, I just kind of went with the flow. Man, I tell you, I looked everywhere. You couldn't find them. I looked all over the place, and I couldn't find them anywhere. And growing up, you know, we lived right next door to my grandparents, and I thought, well, you know, Mom and Dad, they're not going to hide any presents here at our house. So I'd go over to their house. I'd look in there. Spare bedrooms, their basement. Like go out to their garage. They got like a they had three car detached garage. They'd go out there, look around, nothing. Bone dry. And that that's how my my mother was. She would hide them pretty pretty good. Where I, they wouldn't be in the house for me to see. So they were they were in some other location. I don't know if that was with my grandparents or some a friend or something like that. She would like hide them, and then. She would wrap them like the night before or something, or two days before. So yeah. it was like I didn't have that chance that you had. See, mine, mine, like from my parents, they were never. I wouldn't say they were never out in the open. They were always wrapped. Let's just say that, and they're always like on the other side of their bed. They're like I like had to go around the whole bedroom to get to them, and they're already wrapped. So I wasn't trying to rip them open and you know get a peek. But you know, my grandparents, they were just out there in the open. But, anyways. Other than video game systems, another another, I guess, present when I was younger, I always looked forward to was NBA jerseys. I was a big, you know, NBA guy when I was younger, and my I can remember my first jersey was when Shaq got traded to the Lakers. That Christmas, I had my first Lakers jersey and a Shaquille O'Neal number thirty four jersey for the Lakers. It's not hanging up in here. I just seen DG looking for it. It's not in here. I have no idea where that one's at, but I wish I had it. I mean, I was small, dude. I, I mean, had I had that jersey. I was young. I had the I had the Shaq young. Lakers jersey at one time. I know I did. I think it, I think he got traded in like ninety five. Yep. I had the I had his Magic jersey too, but I had both. Yeah. So I was like five years old and I got my first Lakers jersey. That's you know that's when. The the Bulls were starting to go down, and that's when Monk was trying to pull me to the Lakers, and that's that was my first, you know, first as a Lakers fan. That's that was my first Christmas, like nineteen ninety five. That's I when you jump ship, yeah. But uh, other than the jerseys, I mean, you guys can see around here. I've got tons of Kobe jerseys. I'd get them every year. It'd be like a different Kobe jersey. I'd get every Christmas a different style, and I've got more than that hanging up in my closet upstairs. I'll never get rid of them. But uh, other than jerseys, also the Jordans. Jordans were a big thing for oh, me. Oh yeah, even in, like even when I was in high school and junior high, like my mom was a freaking saint, dude. These, you don't know how hard she worked to get these pairs of shoes because they're so popular. Like you have to get on the internet at a certain time and have like three different pages. We got Champs, Foot Locker, 
finish line, um, all of them. They were all open on the browser, and you had to wait in line for them and just hope you'd get through at some point. She would stay up all night. They'd come out at midnight, and she would stay up at all night, or they'd come out at 10 a.m. the next morning, and she'd be up at 8 a.m. with all them browsers open trying to get me my pair. And several of these pairs that are in this room came from, you know, Christmas of her staying up all night getting them for me. So she was a freaking saint for that. What's your favorite pair of Jordans? <sighs> I don't know, man. I like I like the threes, but the most popular the most popular are the elevens. I think I got four of them down there on the bottom, but I like I like the, <laughs> just four. <laughs> I I like the threes the best personally, but the elevens are the most popular. But like I said, she was just such a saint around Christmas because they'd always do a Christmas release. Like the biggest shoe of the year would always come out like the week before Christmas. And she would stay up all night for me. So, like now thinking back, you know what our parents went through every year for Christmas. Think and, of, and we just took for granted. Exactly. Oh, I know, man. I mean, now that we're all around thirty years old or older, I mean, it, it, we do take it for granted. We really do. And I'm thinking, like nowadays, these PS fives and these new Xboxes that are out, stressing out. There's man. these parents are stressing because they they absolutely know that's what their child wants this year. And yep. a perfect perfect movie. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. We'll yep. get to that later. We will get to that later. Troy, any any other Christmas presents that you can remember that you absolutely wanted and you got it? Um, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back. Go ahead. Kind of at a younger age. I want to say something that I remember getting, and I've gotten multiple ones. Is a the, weenie whistle? <laughs> is a Stretch Armstrong guy? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember those. I I had one. But you could like stretch them. They're like a, they're made of like, they're heavy. It was like, it had like a rubber outside and then the inside was filled with like this kind of gel, like syrupy gel. Yeah, you you could just stretch the hell out of them. But then you have to like pump it up to make it hard. Not the ones I got. (laughs) <laughs> what the hell kind of toy are you My talking about? My parents must have got me the wrong stretch Armstrong. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I got a couple of those. I mean, it just hits me. I don't know. I just remember playing with them. And I know a couple of them got like a hole in them and they oozed out or whatever. And I was kind of upset. So, See, that's what you had to watch for with those when they get the holes in them because then they just they are ruined. Yeah. I think my greatest Christmas gift, I got two of them. One of them's already been talked about, the scooter. That was... Still alive today. That was the most surprise. Like, I had no idea, right? I opened that thing up, and it was just, what the hell is this? The fucking go-pay. And then it changed our lives forever. Memories forever. And then, you remember in Home Alone, the walkie-talkie? Oh, The voice recorder? Oh, the voice recorder. Yes. Talkie, talk... DG had one, too, didn't he? Something. Uh... Talk, talk boy. boy, talk boy. DG had one, right? Yes. I, knew, oh, I knew you man. did. That those, was those are the two best Christmas gifts. Those were sick. Yeah. Oh man, the GoPad. That was good. Good present. <laughs> I remember that picture. I'm gonna have to get a hold of your mom and get that picture for our social media view on that GoPad Christmas morning because that's a classic picture. It's just a classic picture. No. How old were you? Uh, eight or nine. Yeah, you weren't very old. Ah, but, maybe a little older than that, right? No. The greatest, the greatest Christmas memory to me, though, and I'll never forget this, my sister, you guys ever heard of the Tickle Me Elmo? Oh, yeah. Okay, so she's like 13, right? She's got her nappy. We just woke up in the morning. We didn't really sleep. We were excited. Yeah. 
It looks like a rat's nest. <laughs> so they always save the best presents for last. So we would get the clothes and shit and toss it to the side and act like we were excited. <laughs> so she opens up this this box. It's enormous. And it was just like a box within a box. So she had no idea. And she opened this thing up and she found out it was the Tickle Me Elmo. She grabbed that thing and was screaming so loud. And just, it was like somebody had, was murdering somebody. And she took that thing and threw it against the wall. Not because she was pissed. It was because she was so happy. She couldn't believe that she had just, <laughs> she was one of probably five people in Frankfurt that got Tickle Me Elmo that Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was like a big gift. Oh, that was, that was her all-time favorite gift was the Tickle Me Elmo. I remember Tickle Me Elmo. For, I mean, if she was 13, hell, I mean, I was young then, but well, what what have I been? Seven. Seven, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can remember Tickle Me Elmo. There was a, there was a Furby craze there for a while. Oh, man, the Furbies. My cousins always wanted the Furbies. They got them. The Furbies. The Furbies. And the Beanie Babies got crazy there for a oh, little while, shit, too. yeah. Pokemon cards. Pokemon, yeah. I was, never, I was never a big Christmas guy for Pokemon cards, but I got some killers. Troy, I got some killer Pokemon cards. <laughs> got some, you got some holographics. Oh, plenty of them. Got Buck, holographic charms on. Buxing, buxing the book of them. Let's just say he's got enough to put down on the down payment for the house. If oh, he needs okay. Yeah, let's not say that. <laughs> okay, never mind. But what was the place? I got some good Pokemon cards. What was the place? Kate's place. Kate's was it place. Kate's place? Yeah. <laughs> Middle of downtown. Yeah, we you know get your Christmas money. Next day we're on our bicycles or the go ped. We're going up to Kate's place and we're spending our money. Randy Moss rookie cards. Think, it don't matter. Remember the Terrell Davis card that I had my eyes set on for like weeks. Weeks. I think that was one of my favorite Christmas gifts too. Jackie did pull that out. She walked across the street from the insurance company. Insurance company went over and bought that Terrell Owens card. I think it was like five bucks. We still today. <laughs> it's like my favorite card yeah. ever. Because, I mean, we were just eyeing it. Dude, we'd, we would literally buy, like, the 10-cent cards and be like, yep, yep, hell yeah, that's that's what this we want. This going to make me millions yeah. one day. And we've seen the $5 cards. We're like, God, that's just not the case we can go to, boys. Get the lemonade stand set up. <laughs> that's just a little, little too high for our guns right now. So let me ask you guys this. We talked about the gifts a little bit. What about, what are your guys' Christmas traditions? And I'm going to start off here. Usually... Usually my Christmas day is just jam-packed. I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to do it again. I didn't really go into it. Usually I wake up for Christmas, and I'll go over to my mom's house, and I'll open presents there. And then we go over to my aunt's house, eat breakfast. My cousins open up their presents there, and we, you know, just a huge platter of uh, breakfast foods. We watch them open their gifts, come back to my other grandma's for lunch, open gifts up there, go to my other grandma's house for a late lunch open up have a you know double lunch i guess you should say open up another set of gifts play a few games and then at night we go over to my wife's house have uh is it my wife's house yeah i think we do and then we go over to my cousin's place i mean we like my day from 8 a.m until 12 midnight is just jam-packed but this year's a little different we got a the COVID-19 going on. So it's, I think all we're doing this year is going to my wife's parents' place for uh, breakfast, then going to my mom's for uh, lunch, open up gifts there. And then I think that's about it. Yep. Might head out to my cousin's place, uh, local establishment, play a few games in the evening, but that's about it. I mean, that's all I got this year. So it's, this is going to be the first year ever that 
we're not rushing around from 8 a.m. to midnight. So, I mean, are you looking, how are you feeling about that? Do you, do you wish it was like it, it is every year? I mean, I, I do. Yeah. I do because you know what? As, uh, as long of a day it is, as it is, I enjoy it because it's only one day out of the year that you're ever going to do that. Right. It's yeah. Christmas Day. I mean, I've been used to that, you know, my whole life. So it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Will I be looking forward to relaxing a little bit more? Absolutely. But it's just not going to be the same, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, For me, like, Christmas Eve was always a good time. Like, Christmas Eve's always been a big deal for me and my family. Yeah, I agree. We play a lot of, like, uh, board games and stuff at my wife's family. I mean, we get into that. I mean, it's it's a great time. We'll go ahead. Yeah, so, like, we would – like our family would go, we'd go over to my grandma and grandpa's house and um, my aunt and uncle would come and the cousins would be there. And like, so we'd all exchange gifts then. Um, we always went to my grandma's church and like went to their Christmas Eve service and then we'd come home. We'd eat, of course. My uncle always brought hot wings, which I thought was awesome. We didn't have like your traditional turkey dinner, or your ham dinner, like it was B-dubs. That is awesome. You go pick up B Dub's wings. He's got like five different flavors out there. We had, we always had hot wings and we always had cocktail shrimp. Mm. The two things I always remember. Oh my God. Hot wings, cocktail shrimp, and twice baked potatoes. I didn't mention this before, did you? But I'm glad you brought that up. I think the the best food for Christmas is cocktail shrimp. Why not? I mean, it is. It's good anytime, anywhere. It is. But for, it's just popular at Christmas for some reason, isn't it? Yeah, isn't, it, isn't it more popular around Christmas time? I feel seem, like it seems like. I mean, we don't. We that's don't. That's the only time I eat it. I do my, too. my family doesn't have cocktail shrimp any other holiday but Christmas. <laughs> Mine either. I don't know why that is. And I'm it, sm- it doesn't make any sense. I'm I mean, smashing it. I'm we smashing it. We're we're not in a seafood central you know location here. <laughs> we live in the heartland of America, not close to any oceans anywhere. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like if you go to Kroger. There's always cocktail shrimp there. Yeah, it, but it's during, always at the market. But yeah. during Christmas, it's everywhere. Like I'm not going to spend just, thirty-five dollars for cocktail shrimp on a Tuesday in August. Exactly. I'll exactly, spend it, but for, but, but <laughs> in, for Christmas Eve, I'll, yeah, I might pinch it. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, you what, splurge in December. I'll eat the whole damn thing, boys. I might even eat the tail too. <laughs> we always give the tails to the cat, but uh, no wonder that your was, cat never lived. That was always a good. That was always Shit. a good memory, and then um, something else, man. We always enjoyed was waking up Christmas morning. Of course, you're up at the crack of dawn, you know, if you're a kid. Did you sleep Christmas Eve? No, no, never, never. I'm in my bed just rolling around, waiting till like five a.m. Because my mom and dad always told me no earlier than five a.m. Do not come in our room before five a.m. Five a.m. hit, bam, 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 bam. Let's roll, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> here they come here comes Monk out in his whitey tidies just <laughs> coming out and what no are shirt they? on no nothing just whitey tidies sitting on the couch like uh, like thanks dad run up and give a big old hug you're like get the hell off of me and they always acted like yeah we didn't do this yeah. Santa like yeah come, yeah they always the funny come thing on. it always to Clay from Santa <laughs> my ass <laughs> who are you kidding yeah, so like, how old were you when you when you saw through that that whole thing? Oh shit, DG. I mean, I had an older brother. Don't forget. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, early, early, probably like six, seven. <laughs> you know, I mean, think yeah. about it. I mean, Buck, you had an older sister. You you were probably before me. You were probably like five. She's like, 
Oh, it was it was early. It yeah. had to be. And I mean, she was busting your balls at an early age. I know she was. Yeah. But I mean, they tried their best to keep that. I mean, they would take Polaroid pictures of some fat ass in a <laughs> like a red suit by the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's just dad. Leave <laughs> 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 like you can't fool me I'm seven but yeah whatever but I I mean I appreciate everything that they did because yeah, that yeah. was the fun of it yeah same I mean same yeah yeah but uh, Christmas morning man mom would always pop a whole pan of cinnamon rolls in the oven oh, yep wow yeah we did the same thing Ty. hot damn Cinnamon rolls. Yeah, cinnamon Fresh rolls. Fresh out the oven. I feel like Christmas morning is a cinnamon roll special because we'd go over to my aunt's place and she would have, you know, cinnamon rolls. She would have this uh, egg bake with, like, bacon and cheese in it. I mean, she would have Christmas cookies. She would have it all. And, I mean, it was just great. Just a tradition. The whole spread, man. Oh, yeah. You know, speaking speaking of my aunt's place and tradition, there was this one Christmas that I always remember. I was, I don't know how old I was. I mean, I was probably too young to remember what year it was, but I remember I got my first power wheel. It was like a yellow and red four-wheeler type thing. And I got it for Christmas, and there's this picture. I actually, I texted my mom today. I said, do you still have that picture of me riding that four-wheeler power wheel down 4th Street, Clarksburg, down to Aunt Niece's house? And she's like, ah, I don't, I, I, I'll have to try to find it. I have no idea where it's at, but I'll look for it, I promise. I said, okay. Classic picture. It was a white Christmas, and you got, you got Monk, and you got my mom, and they're beside me, and we're coming down 4th Street, Clarksburg, down to my aunt's house for breakfast, and here, here I come on this power wheel. I mean, it's just a classic picture, and I always remember that because my Uncle Terry... He always he always talked about me coming down that hill on that power wheel, <laughs> and I will get into it later. But he always joked around every Christmas with me about getting a four wheeler because after that power wheel, when I was you know I was getting out of the power wheel stage, I always wanted like another four wheeler, like a real four wheeler. But I think we're going to talk to talk about that a little later, so we're going to save that story. But another besides the power wheel. Uh, another Christmas gift that I really enjoyed was in this room. It never looked like this, but we had a uh, pool table that could switch over into a ping pong table. And uh, there was a lot of ping pong rackets thrown in this thing, paddle, not racket, thrown in this room against the wall. I remember like for the years after we got that for Christmas, Monk would just kick my ass in ping pong. And I, I mean, I was just, I mean, he'd be talking trash the whole time and I would break so many paddles and he would cuss me so bad because he, he would just get on my nerves because he would just beat my ass at this game. And I'd, I tried to get better. I tried to get better and I just never could beat him. And I would just break all the paddles. <laughs> like I would snap him, snap him against the wall. And yeah. it was his fault because he, he always yelled at me for breaking them. Like, well, quit talking trash because he was just egging me on. Talking it's like, shit. He, yeah, it's almost like talking he, that shit. He was he was talking that shit, and it's almost like he enjoyed watching me break the paddles. Did he uh, break rackets when he played tennis? He did. I think. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he don't like to admit that. No, he, he won't. He, we've had him on before, and he won't admit to it. So maybe that's where I got it from. I'm breaking ping pong paddles, and he's breaking tennis rackets. Yeah, yeah. But I think everybody in this room can remember a lot of beer pong games played on that ping pong setup we had down here in this basement absolutely that's what i was going to say the uh evolution of the 
the ping pong table being turned into beer pong. Yeah. Yeah. It was in flip cup and a lot of other stuff. Yep. You, ever, you remember beer ball? Yes. Remember that? We throwing, we're throwing the, uh, you throw the ping pong ball at the cans of beer. Yeah. Yep. Good time. How, how does that game work? I don't So it's like two on two. You got a can, um, like a can of beer on each, each of the corners of the team. Okay. Yep. And there's one ball. And so if like me and uncle Buck was on a team, we would throw it at your, your end of the table with your strong hand. Yeah. Just wing it. And if we hit one of the beer cans and they're, 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 they have beer in them. Okay. If we hit one of the beer cans and the ball goes ricocheting off, then we drink our beers for as long as it takes you to track down the ball and then put it back on the table. Once you put it back on the table, we stop drinking. So if you complete your beer, you're kind of the winner over there. It was a classic game played in the Sip and Serve podcast studio. Let's just say that. Yep. Yep. What I know we're all into sports around here. Did you guys ever get them uh them basketball hoops that would hang from your door as a kid and you had the Nerf ball and you'd shoot I, I mean yes. I used to, I would break them every year and I'd always get a new one. So it's all I was always looking forward to Christmas morning where I'd get my new hoop. And I would always <laughs> I would always cause I would you know, as a kid you're always wanting to dunk, right? Yeah. And I would just snap the son of a bitch right off the wall. I mean who wouldn't? I would. Every Any, year. Anybody that had one. Did, most of them are made out of plastic. And every morning I'd open it up. My mom would say, "You're not getting another one if you break it." And by God, she never bought me one till next Christmas. Because I'm, I'm telling you, it'd take a month and some bitch would be ripped off the wall. How long would it take? Um, you said a month. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd 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 literally get on the boom box and I'd turn on some pump up jams, probably the Space Jam pump, pump the jam, bump it up. <laughs> I'd go out there and I'd act like I was in a layup line and oh, I'd just yeah. dunk the shit out of it. There Dude. it goes. There it goes. Yeah. Got too jacked. Blood pressure was up. <laughs> I feel like I didn't have that problem. The door, the door frame was too tall, too high. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He had to get on the ottoman to get up there. Jump off the ottoman. We we used to call it hall ball. Okay, that's a new one. Well, we'd have it at the end of the hall. I remember playing hall ball at your house, and it was just just, back then. I mean, halls were pretty tight. As we build houses now, it's kind of wide open. Well, we had this long haul and, you know, haul ball, and we would, it was like knee ball. We would be on our knees. Well, I see nothing's changed with you. You're still on your knees. Hey, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're haul balling it and uh, on our knees and <laughs> you, said, you, said, <laughs> you, you walked you right said, into that one, Troy. You said it. You've already said that. And Troy. we're, it's battling. I mean, it's almost like rugby. In the hallway there, and it's gladiators down the whole hall until you can get on your feet and dunk it. And Wait, I'm, you're allowed to get back on your feet at the end. Yeah. What the hell kind of rule is that? I don't know. It was just like a free for all. Made up bullshit. I'm, if you ask me, I'm surprised we didn't put holes and shit in the wall. Well, it's your house, right? Yeah. Was it our? Who did you play with? I don't ever remember playing. I mean, this. Star. You play by yourself. Star was there. Hitchens. Okay. Uh, I don't know who else I'd have over. Star, I was a good buddy with Star back in the day. All right. So we all can relate to the Nerf ball rim. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at there. It was, it was oh, one of yeah. my best Christmas presents every year. I always got a new one. 
What about uh, Christmas Vacation, boys? It was our lead-in music here. Going into the movies now. Is it everybody's number one in this room? Because I'm voting for number one. Christmas Vacation. National Lampoons. I knew... I knew. I know you have a real soft spot for Christmas Vacation. You, always, you always have. It's. You want to know why? No, I, I honestly I can't say. Besides the fact it's it's hilarious, I don't honestly know why it is your number one. So yeah, hit me with that. Every year growing up on Christmas Eve that I can remember since I was born, Monk always put Christmas Vacation. In the VCR or DVD player. Ever since I've lived with him, growing up, I mean, we'd get the whole family, we'd have the popcorn, we'd have it all, sleeping bags out, whatever. Christmas tree lit up, cookie running around, little wiener dog. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's just what it's just what we did. Every yeah. Christmas Eve, it Imagine. was our tradition to put in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And as a kid growing up, you know, I really didn't understand the movie, of course. Right. But I always enjoyed the beginning of the movie, the intro, when the cartoon Santa Claus and the reindeer at the light-up nose and he's sliding across the lights and stuff in the neighborhood, that was always my favorite part. And then after that, I'd probably fall asleep. Yeah. But as I got older, you know, I fell in love with the movie. What do you think Monk would have done if he would have put one of his wrong tapes in the VCR? It <laughs> 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 wasn't, wasn't Christmas Vacation. <laughs> oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. <laughs> but Troy, I know you love Christmas Vacation. Yep, that's that's my favorite movie. Okay, DG of all time. No, nah, I wouldn't favorite, say Christmas my favorite movie. Christmas movie. I seen DG shaking his head over here. So DG, let us know. Let let the Sipping Squad know what your favorite Christmas movie is. Well, okay. So let me just start by saying I am not in by any stretch a hater of Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I mean. It's a fantastic movie. I love it. I love it. But to me personally, it just doesn't hold as much sentimental value. Um, I'll tell you the the one movie that there cannot be a Christmas that comes and goes without me sitting down by myself typically and watching this start to finish. Hmm. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. Really? Now I remember as a kid watching that and loving it. But you know, as I've gotten older, it's it's fallen off. Sure. But you'll you'll still sit down and watch it. I'll still sit down and watch it, and I think probably for a lot of the same reasons that that you like Christmas Vacation, man. Because I just you know my fondest, some of my fondest Christmas memories were you know sitting in the living room watching that, you know, growing up, and uh, it always kind of hit me in the feels that one did, you know, because. It's all about you know Charlie Brown. He's always just he's always just bummed out because Christmas has become so commercialized, you know, and like it's not even about what Christmas is supposed to be about anymore. And that's what the whole movie is, you know. And it, he finally gets kind of back to the root of what Christmas is supposed to be, and that that hits me that hits me in in my feels, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So that's that's why I like to watch it because it kind of reminds me of. What it's all supposed to be about. That's that's a sad story, DG. I wish they would. I mean, that's one movie that I just don't see repetitive on, like on demand or 
it, Netflix. It usually it's hard to find. It's it hard usually to find these plays days. on like ABC or you know NBC or whatever. The, you know the the main channels at least a few times before Christmas or even you know Christmas Eve it'll be on at least once or twice. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your guys' minds until I mean we might have watched them in school, right? Middle school, the cartoons of like Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nose. Sure, but until I married my wife or dated her, I never watched them on Christmas ever. I on Christmas, I do not know. Like for for the season, I oh, never for wa- the season. Okay, in my mind, I cannot remember a time that I like sat down and watched the cartoons okay. of The Grinch Stole Christmas or Frosty the Snowman or the mainstream ones. Really? Never. Okay. It's just like the Disney movies. Like, until I got married, I never watched Pocahontas or... Aladdin. Aladdin. Lion King. I like cartoons, too. You know... You look like a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) One of the movies I wanted to bring up, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, was from 1966. And Buck just brought it up. The original Grinch... The original one, not the remade ones. The Jim Carrey one wasn't bad. The OG Grinch. The OG Grinch from 1966 was my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. I haven't seen it for a few years, but I remember growing up as a kid, I always loved the Grinch. The 1966 one, old school cartoon. Yes. Old school. Hand drawn. Yes. Animation. It was, it was, it was some good shit. Yeah, that's like my number two, number three, man. I mean, it's not my number one movie of all time, but you go back to watching stuff that you have to watch either Christmas Eve or the day of Christmas, and it's on, I think, TNT now, is The Christmas Story. Oh, fantastic. TBS. But that 24 hours marathon on uh, Christmas Eve all the way into Christmas. But that's not my all-time favorite. It's just like that has to be done, even like DG said, if he's watching it by himself. Christmas Eve... You get done with the Christmas Eve festivities, whatever that may be. You go home, and Ralphie is looking for his Red Rider. Red Rider and his dad's looking for that leg as a uh, lamp. <laughs> that leg lamp. The leg lamp. <laughs> Fragile. Hey, hey, here's a that funny. Must be fresh. Here's a funny story about the leg lamp. Uh, I forget what year it was, but you remember that one Christmas Eve? Maybe been a few days before that we had that bad ice storm. So that was, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. We were in high school. You Were were you in high school or were you in? I might have been in eighth grade. Okay. I'm thinking that was our, I'm thinking that was my sophomore year. So I would have been in eighth grade. Okay. So the ice storm came through and knocked out Frankfurt's power. We were out of power. So I had to go to Clarksburg to my aunt's place and stay all night. They had power. They had power. Yes. They Interesting. Had, they had power. And we slept on a floor in front of the TV and the damn Christmas story. I remember it. It was on all fucking night long, dude. It never went off. Like it was on and I, I couldn't sleep because it was, it was Christmas Eve. And you know, as a kid, you're not, you're not, even if I was in eighth grade, I'm still not sleeping because I'm excited. You're keyed up. I'm keyed up. And I watched that movie. I can't even tell you how many times, DG. I can't even tell you how many times. But I mean, that's like like Buck said, it's it's a staple in Christmas, and it's on my list here. A Christmas story. You yeah. know how long it took me. It might not even be the real reason why, but you know why. Like, it's played twenty four hours. 
because they give the staff the time off. So they just put it on replay. Oh, shit. I you never guys even just thought know, about that. So you See? guys were 31 years old before you found out. Yeah. I think I was like 30. Yeah, I, I never yeah. even, I never, never even, never even thought of it. TBS says, "Hey guys, take the take the day off. We're yeah. gonna play Christmas Story all day long. It's done." And you know what's funny? My aunt will keep that on her TV all day long. It plays watch it all five, day long, five, six, ten times. It don't matter how long. She'll love, watch it all day. I love it. I love it too. It's a great movie. It is. It's fantastic. I think someone brought this up earlier, but uh, Jingle All the Way. Who brought that up earlier? Go ahead, Buck. Is that Schwarzenegger? That's Schwartz Arnold. I mean, it's just you can as a as all of us, we can relate to it. We've all had that gift that, that we one really, gift. And then, you, oh, yeah. you had to have. It was about the PS five and the Xbox. Yeah. You had to have it, like every kid on the block's getting it, and then to feel that parent that didn't like oh shit. I couldn't get it. And my son or daughter is going to be so disappointed that she's the only one that didn't get it. She's going to go back to school, and all of her friends are going to be talking about it, and she didn't get it on Christmas morning. You don't want to, you don't want to feel like that as a parent. But, that's that's but us, how he was going to feel. Us four, we would work our ass off or tail off to, to get that gift or prize. We're going to be camping out somewhere. I know all of us would do that. For and that's me. what I'm saying. We take for granted how our parents mm-hmm. actually, like— Every year there's that hot Christmas like gift that if you don't get it in October or November, you're not getting it. Those Furbies were the same way. Yeah. So just think like your parents, they went through that same shit and we were just like, huh? Yeah, we kind of over- I better be over- getting that son of a bitch in the morning under that tree or they're- <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a good Christmas turbo time. Not- <laughs> I mean, it's just an all around great movie, man. Arnold's dressed up and he got into that parade. He's got Sinbad was the real deal in that thing. Yes, man. he was. Yes, he was. What about uh another one I got here? And it's it's uh I think this is probably my second favorite Christmas movie of all time, fellas. I had the shirt on earlier, but I changed it. Home Alone. Without a doubt. The wet bandits. Absolutely. We go back to the McAllister like house. traditions. Haley and I have created our own and it's always playing. Home Alone in the background, watching it, and making Christmas cookies. So, like, you have your old traditions, but then as we grow older, make we, new ones. we make our new traditions. I like that. I like that. I like that, too, because it really reminds me of last year. Last year on Christmas Eve, me and my wife, we went to our mom's place. And that's kind of our new thing. We go to our mom's place. We play games, have a few drinks, you know, just have a good time. And she makes a hell of a spread. It's filet mignon. Oh, so, cocktail shrimp. Cock, I'm sure it'll probably be there too, and uh, twice baked potatoes. All I mean, it's just it's just good shit, and you know we have a great time with the family. And we came home last last year, and you know I tried to continue my old tradition by putting in the, you know Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation at like eleven, and by and you know I got half hour forty five minutes in and I'm. I'm I'm sleeping on the couch. Like I'm, just, I'm I'm just knocked out. I'm just tired. So I think, like you said, Buck, you're making new ones. I think my new one is going to her parents' place and having a good night with them because you know and we've only been married, you know, two years now. This will, I think this will be our third Christmas out there, second Christmas. But uh, yeah, that, that's a new tradition for us. Yeah, and I I'm gonna start one this year. I know it's not a good time to start one, but. 
I ordered a eight to ten pound uh, rib roast down from Just Meats, and I'm gonna have a uh, yeah, prime rib every Christmas from now on. Are you smoking it? No, I'm just gonna bake it. Okay. Prime yeah. rib is the meat, so I mean it's expensive. Are Haley and I invited? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm not sure if ours is filet mignon or prime rib. Aren't they about? Aren't yeah, they the two prime cuts? Top cuts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, filet is. It's it's one of it's one of the two that you she grill has. filet, and you you bake a prime. I think I think she bakes it, so it's probably a prime. So I mean. I mean, it's over a hundred bucks for a piece of oh, meat. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so, so it's like I just I'm gonna enjoy like you know, okay. the, the merits. <laughs> well, the merits can come this year. That that's fine. You bring your wife, and then we got a couple other folks coming over. So you know, a handful of people will be there. That's not too many. No guys. more than ten. Just no. don't just don't eat too much of the meat. And then if we got some extra meat, we'll. Uh, We'll deliver it to our grandparents or something. So. That's a hell of a tradition, Troy. I'm being serious. I mean, that's that's a good way to start. I I, I think beef is. I've just never it's, had beef growing up as a as a main dish, and I'm like, I love beef. I'm telling you right now, it's it's <laughs> awesome because we've had it, you know, these past few years, and it's it's the greatest meal of the year for me. I love. I look forward to Christmas out there. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna start it up. Beef. Hell of a tradition. What do you guys think about, um, I'm just going to say the actor, Billy Bob Thornton. Bad Santa, baby. (laughs) Tell me, tell me. That isn't, if I had a top five Christmas movie, Bad Santa is in there. It's number one. Number one for you. It's my favorite. But it's something I have got to watch by myself. It's so freaking funny. DG, you're looking at me. Have Have you ever seen it? I have not. You have never seen Bad Santa with I, Billy Bob Thornton. I have not. You have got hey, to watch it. I'm going to lay this shit on you. I've never seen Jingle All the Way either. What? Never have. I, I, stick, I stick to the classics, man. Jingle All the Way is an old movie. I know, but... Um, you know, what year did that come we were, out? We were Bob? talking about it's the like o- 97, 98, okay, 97. We're talking about the OG no, Grinch was, from 1966. I mean, that's that's that was older. It was probably like 2001, 2002. Corey with the K is going to get on that for us, but I mean, it, it can't be much older than that. I mean, at that age, you were like 11, and Jingle All the Way would have been an awesome movie for you to watch. Time. I mean, while that while, is prime, I don't need fucking excuses. Yeah, I really don't either. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm kind of offended at this point. This was for Rolski. All right. <laughs> And Otis ain't gonna like this either. Nineteen ninety six. There's another. And you Christmas. haven't seen Jingle All the Way. There's another Christmas movie that's been recently discussed on the podcast that I have not seen. Die Hard. <laughs> Buck. I haven't seen. I Die like Hard. Die Hard. I'm not gonna say it's an all time. You gotta watch it. For I'm Christmas, not either. But, but you a, have got to see Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the original. I feel like Die Hard's a kind of a tongue in cheek Christmas movie. It's like I'm not saying it's a Christmas it's, movie. Yeah, it's, it's not a Chris. It's Christmas because of the season that they yeah. set it in. It's, it's, a, it's, it's about the same. It was released yes. in July, guys. The movie's released in July, and it, the setting was Christmas Eve. Yeah. I feel the same way when it comes to Gremlins. You guys. I've never seen Gremlins. No, but they say Gremlins is supposed to be like one of the top 10 Christmas movies of all time. I never heard that. 
Yeah, is I, that what they say? I've never yeah. seen gremlins either. I didn't know that. Oh Jesus! You don't get them wet after midnight. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> but any, but anyway, back to Bad Santa. If I mean at this point in your life, DG Troy, have you ever seen Bad Santa? Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, it, there's a couple of them, right? There's, there's one. No, I'm not. You know how the second one's usually not as good. The second one's great as well. It really is. I mean, one and two are awesome. DG, I think I might have it on DVD. I'm going to have to look. And well, I, don't don't give it to me because my not, DVD player's broke. <laughs> if you don't have it on, if you don't have it on DVD, just go to Pornhub.com and <laughs> type in Bad Santa. Well, I don't know if we'll be doing that, but there you go, DJ. Just a little advice for you. I mean, there's one movie I liked. I mean, you guys are probably not big on it, but uh, I'll be home for Christmas. Is that with Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I I seem to watch that one about every Christmas. That's Haley's favorite for some reason. I don't understand. And I believe it's a Disney movie as well. Yeah. Okay. The Scrooged. Scroo- Scrooged with Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yep. yep. Fantastic. Well, I've never seen it, but I love Bill Murray. I was talking about I'll Be Home for Christmas, and no, you guys must not be a fan. I've never seen it. Never seen it. It's horrible. I mean, it, it's kind of a chick. Corey the K is holding up a thumbs up, so maybe it's you guys. It's more, more of a chick. Chick flick? Chick flick. Hallmark movie? Yeah, more a Hallmark. Movie. Are you a Hallmark guy, Troy? I could take you for that, sitting on the couch. Look at this shirt he's wearing. In the flannel, yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes. ain't even got a Santa hat on. My my wife will I watch. told him to dress up for, you know, the holiday here in the Sip and Serve podcast studio. He comes in with a freaking flannel. And I wear my wife's Santa well, shirt. You wait till next Christmas. I'll be wearing something different. <laughs> be ready. Well, I hope you would wear the same flannel. <laughs> how about uh, the Santa Claus? I mean, how you guys feel about the Santa Claus? I don't like it as well. Second favorite, probably after Christmas Vacation. For I know, sure. No, I know, actually, I know. No, three after Home Alone. It's my third. I know my boy Uncle Buck's a Santa Claus fan. I am too because of Tim Allen. I love it. And Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, but Santa Claus. It's one or two. Corey K. Look up what year that came out. Go ahead, Buck. Santa Claus, I mean, is is the the, the small quotes that he puts off in, in the distance of the like, offset of the movie, and you hear it, you're like, oh, my God. S- Listening to it now, I before when we're like, you know, 12 or 13. You don't, you don't pick up on it. You don't pick it up. But if you watch it today and you listen closely, you're like, that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're the biggest Tim Allen fan, aren't you? Oh, I love him. Boom. Have you heard the past few podcasts? Boom. Nailed it. 1994. Yes. What are have we you, talking about? Have you Santa Claus came out in 1994. Have you listened to oh, the past few podcasts? Talking. We've been talking about uh, how big of a Tim Allen fan you've been. Yeah. Um. So that's is that your favorite? Personally, you like Bad Santa. <sighs> Bad Santa is my favorite when it comes to like. I don't know. Me being the the disgust <laughs> person that I really am. Yeah. But when it comes to like tis the season, Christmas, Santa Claus. Yep. Yeah. And I, Judy the Elf. When uh, we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get into it, but when she says I'm seeing somebody from rapping, like that shit. <laughs> as as small of a of a quote as that is, yeah. I just lose my shit every time. <laughs> I'm seeing someone from rapping. Uh, <laughs> What about... Um, I wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, bad, Christmas, Christmas Vacation is one for me. 
Home Alone is two, Santa Claus is three. So I'm right there with you, Buck. It's definitely a top five all time. DG, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, brother. That's okay, man. How about Four Christmases? Anybody like Four Christmases? Yes. <sighs> yes. Yes, it was my number five okay. on my top five list. I watched it. You know what? Here's a story for you. This week, I said, hey. I told my wife, I said, hey, get on Netflix, get on Hulu, look up Four Christmases. Well, guess what? Wasn't on. AMC. So I got on my demand. And she looked up. She goes, well, it don't come on until Friday. I said, well, hell, that ain't going to do nothing for me. And she goes, oh, oh, wait. It's on right now. There's 10 minutes in. So I ran downstairs and turned it on. I watched the whole movie, DG, just because of this podcast, because I knew it was in my top five Christmas movies. A lot of people don't like it. Is is Danny Bateman in it from The Replacements? Yes. yes. He's his brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's a UFC fighter. Him and uh, McGraw. What's his name? Tim McGraw. Tim, Tim McGraw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's another brother. So I was listening to I sent you the I sent you and Corey the K that podcast link to a uh, Christmas movie draft. Were you disappointed that none of them guys drafted it? I kind of was, yeah. And then they I mean, talked about the end. They're like, yeah, it's 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 all right. Like I mean, it's up there, but it's not. It's not something I would pick. That's how they explained it. So go ahead. I mean, it's it's just good. Vince Vaughn, he's hilarious in that movie. And um, Robert Duvall's in it. Robert Duvall has some fantastic lines oh, yeah. in that movie. Hey, I mean, what about the line when they're at her house and the grandma says what, she's, what she wants to give for Christmas and she says she wants to be more productive with her hands and mouth for the grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> he's like... Did she, say, did she say that? My favorite, my favorite part of that movie. Right now. My favorite part of that movie is when the baby pukes on his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and he's like, what? Get away! Get out! I can't be around it. I can't be around it. Get out of here, bro. Cutie Katie. Oh man, that's that's my favorite part. When he started doing that, I started rolling. I about fell out of my chair in here when he started gagging. I lost it. I kind of forgot about that movie. It's fantastic. I got another dark horse. That's one of my one of my favorite. Did Christmas you want to movies. say something about? We talked about it off air about the play. The play. Yeah, Joseph in Four Christmases. Didn't you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh man, I mean that's just a fantastic scene where uh, <laughs> which which she which she's looking for the uh, the swaddle the swaddle. So, yeah. so, let me set it up for you. So like, there's a scene where they're visiting uh, his girlfriend's his mom his girlfriend's mom. Yeah, and his. His girlfriend's mom happens to be dating the pastor of this like huge mega church, right? So they're at this Christmas Eve service, and the pastor's up there, and it's a packed house, and people are just like playing, you know, going crazy, and um, they're playing like "We Will Rock You," and people's hands are in the air, and it's just pump like, up the volume, yeah, some, yeah, some awesome shit, some Gus Macker type that's shit. That's the church I want to be at. And the, so the pastor's up there, and he's like, "Hey, we uh we need somebody to play Joseph and Mary because they um they ate some bad food. They're <laughs> Their last meal wasn't really agreeing with them, so we need somebody to volunteer for Mary and Joseph. And, um, of course, the pastor's girlfriend, who happens to be Vince Vaughn's girlfriend's mom, she's like, hey, you guys you guys need to volunteer. So Reese Witherspoon plays Vince Vaughn's girlfriend, and she, she reluctantly volunteers, and Vince Vaughn doesn't want to volunteer at all. Oh, no, no, no. I think you got that wrong. She, no. she didn't volunteer. The mom was like, they'll do it. The, they'll do the, it. Yeah, you're right. The mom volunteered them both. And, and she's like, no, 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 no. And Vince Vaughn wasn't about it at all. Uh-uh. 
He did not like that idea at all. But then, like, once they get backstage and they get in costume. <laughs> he was awesome. And he's just like, there's just so many ways to play this thing. Like, I don't even know. I'm trying to get into Joseph's psyche. I'm, I'm too angry. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm Joseph and my wife's pregnant, but, and it wasn't me, but it was God. So, like, how do I feel about that? And, like, <laughs> and then they get out on stage and, yeah, like, his girlfriend can't find the swaddling clothes for the baby Jesus. And so Vince Vaughn just like completely takes the scene over and he's just like, woman, give unfit mother, give me this baby. I, Joseph, shall swaddle this baby. And like lays him in the major. And the whole time like, the crowd's like, yeah. yeah they're going they're crazy. Just, they're going nuts. And he's they just are like, going nuts. Forgive them, son, for they know not what they do. <laughs> and then he just like gets up in front of the crowd. He's just the crowd's just going crazy. And he's just like eating it up, man. Troy, what the hell are we doing over there? <laughs> you trying to play it on YouTube? Yeah, I was watching it a little bit. It's not, it's not porn out, bud. <laughs> Troy, we're on we're on a podcast. Here. If, you just yeah, can't be playing any, your phone. Any sipping squad members haven't haven't seen Four Christmases because you know it's it's a little bit older now. It came out in two thousand eight, I think. Um, if you haven't seen that one, man, give and, that give that one a look. And I feel like it's you and I, comedy. DG and I, base our taboo play the game, the car game off. Yes, Four Christmas. The taboo, oh the taboo gosh. scene the from Four Christmas is, is absolutely fantastic. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Especially what what's the guy's name from Replacements? Bateman. So his like his real name is John Favreau, and now he's a. Um, He's a director. He does a lot of directing and producing. Okay. He, he's directed a lot of the Avengers movies, actually. So his name in The Replacements was Bateman, right? Bateman, yep. Him and his wife in that taboo scene were phenomenal. Oh, that's, phenomenal. That's D.G. and I when we play taboo. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is, this is what I'm not allowed to wear to motocross anymore. Miniskirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped to watch this movie this weekend. Oh, hey, Troy. Troy, it's a good one. You got it. You got to get it. Too bad Blockbuster ain't around. You could go right down the red and just rent it. Yeah, go, go down the old red box and pop it out of there. <laughs> That's like, I mean, that popped up quick, and now we don't have red box anymore. Now it's, it's gone. Downloads. It streams, man. Yeah. All right, Sipping Squad. We weren't expecting this, but we've already went an hour and two minutes. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this a two-parter. This episode, part one, is going to come out on Tuesday, and part two is going to come out on Wednesday. You know, Rolski, I think that's a pr- that's a pretty good idea. Just kind of break this up because we got a lot, a lot more stuff to talk about concerning the Christmas season, and um, yeah, we're just going to kind of break things up a little bit. Um, we're going to kind of take a quick break here, gather our thoughts, kind of uh, reconvene, and come back at sipping squad with. A second episode. I think that's probably for the best. Uh, hope you enjoy listening. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, and I, I guarantee you guys are going to love part two. If you guys like part one, you're going to love. You guys are going to love part two. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming. So tune in. My name is Rolski. I'll catch you guys on Wednesday. <laughs>